0: So while I was preparing for today, I uh, I messaged Gabe and he said, Nate, there's only one piece of advice I have for you. Um, And he said, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. (laughs) So so today my preach is titled, How to Catch 153 Fish. (laughs) So throughout the Bible, in the Old and the New Testament, there are stories about fishing. We also know that at least four of the 12 disciples were fishermen. Andrew and Peter were fishing when Jesus called them and James and John were mending their fishing nets with their father. It's one story in particular that stands out to me and it comes from John 21 verse 3. The disciples are all all together in Galilee and Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat but they caught nothing all night. So there's a reason I really love that story and it's because despite (laughs) despite my enthusiasm for fishing, Um, and spending countless hours trying to understand uh, what what a trout likes to eat. I often spent hours on the water, catching nothing. As an amateur, I find it reassuring that I'm not the only one. The disciples, however, weren't amateurs. They were professionals. Before they left their homes to follow Jesus, fishing was how some of them made a living. They would have grown up fishing, raised in fishing villages by parents, grandparents, and neighbors who were all fishermen. They would have been taught exactly where to cast their nets, what time of day would produce the best results. And so if anybody could catch fish on the Sea of Galilee that night, it should have been them. But beside, d- despite their intention, despite their knowledge, and despite their abilities, they failed. So when I was 18, I had decided to spend uh, some time in America during the December holidays working at ski resorts. A friend of mine had done it the year before, um, operating a ski lift high up in the Rocky Mountains um, and to my mind there was no greater adventure. Like the disciples I was perfectly qualified to do the job I would set out to do. I had two good eyes to spot any falling skiers, two hands to make the lift stop and go, and most importantly I was willing to work in the freezing cold for minimum wage. All I had to do was figure out how I was going to afford to get there. I was already working most weekends doing promotions Um, handing out flyers of robots inside malls and outside rugby stadiums before big games. But it wasn't enough. I was going to need a lot more than I could realistically save with a couple of months that I had left, and so I resigned myself to the fact that maybe it just wasn't meant to be. At that point, my family and close friends, as they always do, stepped in and said, I could borrow the balance of what I needed, and I'd repay them once I got back. It was a working holiday, after all, and uh, I knew that as long as I got the job within the first couple of weeks, um, I would be fine. So off I went. Uh, I spent the first couple of weeks uh, traveling by bus from one resort to the next, filling out every job application I could find, um, until I realized I was in big trouble. At that point, uh, the states were still recovering from their 2008 recession, and there just weren't that many jobs available. So my my two-week buffer quickly went went by, and um, aside from a couple of odd jobs, shoveling, snow, and sorting, recycling, I knew any chance of repaying my friends and family was gone. I too had failed. I was confused and disappointed. I believed that God had paved the way for me to go, that I'd been sent, that there was a purpose for me being there. Um, And that had given me the confidence to go. And I can kind of imagine the disciples feeling the same way. You see, they'd been sent to Galilee by Jesus. In Matthew 28, verse 7, we read, And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. By the time they went fishing, they'd already, Jesus had already appeared to the disciples. And he already, had already given them the Holy Spirit. Right, so imagine the anticlimax when you jump into this boat after receiving the Holy Spirit and being anointed to spread the gospel. And they can't even do the thing that they've been doing their whole lives, is catch a fish. In moments like those, it's easy to feel far from God to let doubt and frustration distract us from the promises and calling of God on our lives. It is also in those moments that the words and promises of God have more power than ever. When we are stripped of our pride and our ambition and our selfishness and can turn to the Lord, humble and broken, he reveals his heart and intentions for us. Isaiah wrote in chapter 46, verse 4, Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Although we might feel far from God, the truth is that he is always with us, trying to get our attention, trying to show us the way. All we need to do is turn to him and listen. A.W. Tozer wrote, the universal presence of God is a fact. God is here. The whole universe is alive with his life. And He is no strange or foreign God, but the familiar Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whose love has for thousands of years enfolded the race of men. And He is trying to get our attention. He is trying to reveal Himself to us, to communicate with us. And within us, we have the ability to know Him if we will respond to His overtures. Jesus does exactly that with the disciples. So although they don't know it's Him, Jesus puts himself in the middle of their disappointment and in the middle of their struggle to turn defeat into victory. He calls them and they respond. So we pick up their story in John 21, verse 46. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, friends, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net to the right side of the boat and you will get some. So they did and they, co- they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. You see, it's not what we know, it's who we know. What makes a difference here isn't left or right. What makes the difference is Jesus. So a couple of days after Christmas, I got a job as a waiter at a restaurant, and uh, during that final month, I managed to earn back all the money I needed to pay back my friends and family. When we try in our own strength and our own understanding, we fall short of the glory of God. But when we put our hope, and when we put our hope and trust in a job or our own abilities, we fail. But when we step into the presence of Jesus, when we turn to him, and we wait, and we listen, and we respond, then the results are always beyond what we could ever hope for. You see, the truth is that like the disciples, we have been called by Jesus, and we have been sent by Jesus. All we have to do is respond.